word. It is Friday, every single buddy person that's out there, everyone that's out there. It is Friday uh, morning, wherever you are. Maybe it's Saturday. I don't know. Some probably Saturday or Sunday. I'm terrible with time and dates. I don't know exactly how that works. What I do know is that hopefully you're right now on YouTube. Hopefully you are right now watching us. My name is BC Wayman. Dustin Kava's over there in the other box. This is Because Cannabis every Friday. Live cannabis conversations here on YouTube. Highbrow conversations uh, about high topics sometimes. Pun fully intended. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are produced and distributed by Wayward Media. Wayward Media. It's going to be your next home for your next favorite podcast, Wayward Media. You can check them out on the web, wayward.media. Super easy to find, wayward.media, as well as socially at meetwm, at meetwm, M-E-E-T-W-M. Uh, every week, Dustin, we get together, we talk about cannabis. Uh, people are talking. I think they're digging our show. How you feeling so far six weeks in as we uh, get this jam going, as we get to talk about something that both enjoy um and both are fascinated by and i know that sounds sometimes people get this weird misconception like oh you just want to get like hi it's more than that <laughs> i have been trying to and we are very excited to announce we got a ton of great guests we've had some wonderful ones already dan from lemur genomics as well as uh gibby from licit glass check them both out licitglass.com um we had some great guests come up and because of that we got a lot of great guests coming up and we get to have those conversations so it's exciting. It's exciting, Dustin, to launch the show, to create this podcast, to have real, honest conversations that are sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but not always about the, the product, technology, wholesale distribution, blockchain, right? These types of things that obviously apply to the cannabis industry, but we are uh, talking about them as just like any other product, right? We could be distributing toothpaste. It, but because toothpaste would not be as catchy of a show and no one's like super excited about fluoride, maybe Dennis out there. Uh, how are you feeling, Dustin, that we've been launching this? We're almost two months in. What's your jam so far, man? Uh, you know what? I'm actually proud of the momentum. Every single week we do something that gets the visual and the operation closer and closer to what the vision originally was. And um, and I like that. I like that feeling. That's how I usually build. I'm not the the type of guy who throws it all out there in perfection at first. And there's reasons behind that. I mean, like, I always thought that, you know, if you built it together with others, it goes further, you know? And so I like this idea that every week, every one of our viewers watch it progress. And I think that that's powerful. It shows them that they can do it too. And I would encourage you, uh, everyone, by the way, subscribe. So you know when the next show comes out, it's on Friday. But we got a lot of other great shows on Wayward Media. Anthony Trav putting out some game uh, streaming content. Lots of stuff to come. That's what I was getting to, Dustin. We have grand plans for the show. So I feel like if you found us now, found a diamond in the rough because we have a lot of great content. We got big plans for not only the show, not only content we're going to deliver, the studio design and the setup of what you're actually viewing on screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, on Wayward Media's YouTube channel, some of you, though, maybe you found us through audio. That's right. We are available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Google Play, uh, Spotify. Still waiting for that iTunes approval. We'll get that very soon. It'll be on iTunes podcast someday. They're a little slow right now. Lots of people trying to get out there and create podcasts. Lots of people trying to get out and create content. I appreciate, though, our uniqueness. Our little niche, I think, Dustin, that we're going to find, uh, even though there are a lot of great other news podcasts that talk about cannabis, a lot of great business 
podcasts that talk about cannabis, even some technology podcasts that talk about cannabis, combining them all together, right? Combining together some different viewpoints that you and I have, it's exciting. So we're glad that you joined us. We are really excited about what we have going. Today's Dustin and I flying just the usual setup, how we got started, just the two of us having Uh conversations. We're going to have some guests in the future as well. So be sure to stay with us. Check us out. Uh, Dustin, so when you create a podcast, one of the first things you do is probably sit back and have that brainstorming naming session, right? That's a good thing. You think about your favorite band. You think about your favorite band that's gone through uh, their trials and tribulations and whatever you call them, there's probably some other name that they had because cannabis had other names before it. Uh, Naming things are hard. Uh, And what I want to, I guess, kind of segue into is we call because cannabis, you know, we could have called it uh, wayward weed, which to fit in that wayward vibe, which is what I thought about initially, or we could have called it some sort of marijuana uh, pun or alliteration or play on words or pot talk or things like this, right? There's a lot of those out there. And all of those are, I guess, appropriate terms. But we went with cannabis. Why was it important? And it was important to you to use that term. If we're going to have a show talking about it. I remember you saying, like, I want to use the word cannabis. Why is it important to you, uh, before we get into some news about this, why is it important to you to use the term cannabis when we talk about this plant, which has a variety of aspects, right? Hemp and the CBD and the Delta 9, as we'll talk about today. Why cannabis? Why because cannabis? Uh I, I, I want to answer this in the realist fashion. I oh, think, I, I mean, in the word cannabis, I see can and I, and to me, it's, it's, it's this, because I can, it's, it's this, it's this, you're not going to hold me down because of what I, you know, because of the medicine that I use, like the, the amount of, stigma that's wrapped around all this is just it's at you know and an, an insane level and has been for decades and so i love that idea of no it's because i can with cannabis i can accomplish these things i am in the cannabis industry and i'm not scared to say it i'm not feared for my life like this is a valid thing that's helping millions of people around the state or around the country and i am a part of it and so no it, it's it's yeah it's the i can in cannabis i love that and that's to me it's because because cannabis and it's kind of its scientific name right like you figure out where cannabis came from uh i went to the whole etymology of the word cannabis like from this greek uh, you know, plant uh, terminology and all these things, smarter people than I. We'll get someone to help explain it. But I'm talking more kind of common vernacular. And so part of this started, I was just randomly, you know, as we do, maybe Googling about cannabis, Googling about naming cannabis. Uh, and I found this article from NPR, NPR, a good trusted source writing about cannabis. And so this article was talking about, you know, kind of where these terms came from, right? And so I think when people think cannabis, even though we're saying it, I feel like some people's brains self-translate to marijuana. I feel like a lot of people do that, or weed, right? They basically, you say cannabis, but they translate it internally and hear whatever word they say back. And most states, you know, we'll talk about Washington, the state of Washington in a little bit, but most states, including where we're at, use the word marijuana to can uh, define their program, right? They always typically have marijuana, Michigan marijuana. It's the medical marijuana control program in Ohio. Uh, Most states use the term marijuana. And if you look on screen here from uh, NPR, you know, marijuana, it started, uh, it's one of the earliest terms 
that we use for it, right? It came from back in the 1890s. It is um, lineage, comes from the Mexican culture uh, in what they would refer to the plant, actually. And I uh, have a shout out to a couple people out there who every time I say marijuana, correct me, marijuana, right? That's the pronunciation. Look on screen there. It's marijuana. You got to add that up H U H and then the down W H to say it correctly. Yeah. Say it with me. Ready? Marijuana. marijuana. Say it Marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> I, I feel like we're putting so much accent on that. I think it's, I think it's going the wrong way. All right. Marijuana. <laughs> that was a total terrible mispronunciation of it. But it is funny, right? It's a word that's commonly mispronounced because there is that uh sound versus the wa sound. Like the wa sound is not in there. Uh, and so that is what it's commonly <laughs> called. And the reason that a lot of people don't call it there, it does have some, you know, racial connotations to it. Um, it does have some response to it, but you even see here, like it is something that maybe sometimes the Mexican culture, you know, kind of pulls onto and says, you know, we shouldn't make it such a negative word. Uh, but that's kind of where it came from into there. And then we kind of move uh, on the screen as you see too. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to check us out uh, video wise every Friday on Wayward Media's YouTube channel. Um, you can kind of see down here, uh, obviously cannabis comes from its scientific in nature, you know, started around the 1700s. Um, but this talks about here where, uh, Illinois, when they went through to legalize, became one of the first states to use, and Illinois started their adult use program in 2018, became one of the first states to use cannabis as part of their program, kind of shifting towards removing the word marijuana, maybe, uh, taking it away. And as that says on screen on this article from NPR.org. It's kind of the preferred term. Would you say when you talk with people about it, like that is what most people call it? Or is there other slangs that people say? Or what do you use? Do you always say cannabis? I mean, are you always that type? I am. And I only say that because I, it's actually weird. It's, it's because I've been in the head shop industry. I've always called it flower. I had to retrain my brain to even stop calling it cannabis because we've never been able to associate pipe with plant and stuff like that. It's, you know, and that's across all 50 states, you know? Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of funny, but, and, and the truth is, is if I had to pick a word, if I was choosing something to actually refer to the plant, it is cannabis. And part of it is like, my gut feeling is that that word has hurt the least amount of people out of all the cannabis derived names. Out of marijuana, out of pot, out of fucking jazz, out of, you know, I just it gauge. It just seems like each one had either a certain minority group that it was trying to affect or 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 jab at and then or or something else far greater and or meant to scare. Um, and to me, yes, this is the one where I believe that could have the most mass adoption without the most mass repercussions or consequences are you a person though who corrects people right i find that often right and this is are you the one and so i find i feel like that is where the line <laughs> is drawn i like calling it cannabis we pretty much will always call it cannabis usually when i'm being like a silly version of myself or talking in a impersonation of someone else then i tend to use a different term like pot or weed or even marijuana or grass or fire or chronic or dank uh or any of those things right uh, but when I am speaking to it in this manner on the show, cannabis, when I uh, teach at the Cleveland School of Cannabis, cannabis. Uh, but 
Are you the type of person who corrects people? Because that's where I draw the line. I don't need that. I don't need someone to say, oh, excuse me, sir. You should only go to cannabis because that is a technical term and it's so unoffensive. I don't know why this guy's French, by the way. So unoffensive to everyone out there. That's a terrible. I apologize to any an Frenchman. French. That's a terrible accent. Terrible accent. Uh, do you correct people? Like, I'm not a corrector. I do not like correcting. I'm not going to put you in your place and remind you of the proper way to say the word. Uh, is that your vibe? I don't know. I can't tell. I can see you being a little, like, pushy i can see that i i think it's it's it i want to say no i really want to say no but it's not it's like fuck if, if if they are using it in such a way that it is hurting someone then i probably will be like fuck you dude this is how <laughs> you know like i'm calling it this and you should too because if you don't i'm gonna kick your ass because you're being ah, a jerk about this. Wrong response see now but you're it, taking it a step further you're well it's fine. it's more so because a lot of people use the terms in order to put down other people you know, and it's like, that's that again, because I can, I do not see this as a, as, as something that is chaining someone or holding someone back in any way, you know? And so, you know, it's that, it's that, how are you using this and why are you using this? And that's why I'm going to correct you. But for the most part, this industry isn't to the people that surround you in your social circles that either partake or are educating you. Um, no, there would be never a reason why you would correct them in any way. It's more like you're going to correct the state, the state officials. You're going to correct those local, those, those local, you know, municipalities that you want them to understand that how they define this is affecting the millions of patients that, that you know, they're in their area. And so there's a, there's a time and place to correct, but in the social circles in which you and I Nah, there's no point. What's what's the what's the end goal there? You don't puff puff pronounce correctly on people all the time. <laughs> uh, I feel like you may, and I'll tell you why I thought you may, because you uh, have an ingrained nature, as you just said, with the word flower and everyone coming into your shop. I remember some of my first early times going into uh, any sort of smoke shop. Uh, probably I don't remember exactly where it was, but they had a note card right, taped to the glass counter and basically said, these are the acceptable, I think it was a Quantum, a little shout out to Quantum. These are the acceptable terms to use, right? And it's above a glass case and underneath it is pipes that were clearly meant for tobacco usage or, you know, if you want to put some eucalyptus in there, you know, and smoke that. Uh, but they had these terms, right, that you were allowed, you weren't even allowed to call pipes, pipes, like there's all these certain terminologies. So I feel like uh, in the shop, take me through like an average day when people come in were you the type who had to correct them? Because I knew you were worried about, you know, legality and these things. Did you just let it go? Are you, like, making sure they don't say the keywords? How was that, uh, like, those 10 years you were in inhalables in Brunswick, Ohio, doing that? I, that's why I felt like you might be a corrector because it's something you're used to over the last decade. I, again, I mean, you know, the the line was blurred when we when we went medical in this state. And so – you know, it got to the point where, yes, originally on, I would. You had to be the czar. I mean, every, every, everybody in the entire city does not want you to be there. You know, so as a head shop, they imagine every other tie-dye driven, you know, store that, that, that could ever be. And so, you know, we actually made it through, we made it through the first two years, which is the hardest to get the city to understand. After that, you're like, I've been here three years. If you wanted to complain about something, you should have did it three years ago, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first three years, we're more so about 
one, they confused about the name. So they thought I was like a, a you know, a Middle Eastern convenience store or something. <laughs> they didn't really understand what it was. And so they very rarely came in. And then the secondary thing was to the city, they assumed I was a vape shop. And it, it, it changed, even though I was like, I sell $2,000 pieces of pipes, you know, pieces of glass. They were like, oh, you sell vapes? And I was like, yep, I sell vapes, you know? And so, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, yes, in the beginning, it's important. But then Ohio blurred the line. And so what happens when you have a medical patient come in and you have a non-medical patient that's in your store? Are you allowed to educate the medical patient with certain terminology? Do you have to wait till the non-medical patient leaves the store to talk oh, about the food? So you know, what is the gray area there? And then, and then, you know, these new hemp laws, again, blur the line. And so, you know, I think pot, weed, all these have a certain connotation that this has THC in it. What I like about flour, it's this nuance. It's like that girl you're just getting to know and you don't really, you don't really know who she is yet. Is she hemp? Is she, you know, is she, you know, high potency THC? Who is this girl? And so there's this, there's this nuance to it that allows me to, again, walk the gray line that the state is is forcing on us and then you know so yes you pass a hemp law now i can say what cannabis cannabis is hemp cannabis is you know so uh, yeah it's changing it's changing rapidly but for the first 70 years in the industry you better have walked that line because you know you were you were being watched uh it's funny you mentioned that so i it's funny you mentioned that you thought that uh, cannabis was the one that was least offensive. I feel like pot is one of the least offensive. And basically, uh, the person that did the research for this article that went through, uh, you know, once more of a linguist type fellow that wrote this article on NPR.org that we're sharing uh, on the video version on Wayward Media's Because Cannabis Show, uh, talks about pot doesn't really know where it came from, right? There is some part that maybe it came from uh, a former Spanish word that talked about a potion of grief, but really it just is a generational thing. And I think my favorite part, uh, of this article when we talk about generational things uh, is this final one, right? The chronic. You have here, chronic, according to this linguist that went through all the term, really didn't exist until Dr. Dre put out the album, The Chronic, and then it became a, you know, a term that made its way into the lexicon of cannabis terms. I think, uh, Dustin, we should make a new one. We should make a new word. To make a new word that's the code for cannabis. I know we talked about on our Sports and Stoner show, broccoli, right? Broccoli was something that the cool kids were trying to say. Uh, we got to think of the next big term. Maybe that's what it is. We'll make an unoffensive term. I don't know what it is right now. We just used all our marketing brain power to come up with this show. So I don't know where we go with that, but I think we got to find something uh, to call uh, it. What's your... Uh, I use I use the head roll. If you could... I, okay, the way I assume this is the same thing that I do with RV names. I have to. It's just something ingrained in my head that when I see an RV drive by and I see the name on the back, I always put the word anal in front of it. And I just... They're always ridiculous. Like the anal summit climber or the anal voyager <laughs> or the, you know, like fucking whatever it is they are just you know the the fleetwood anal you know anal fleet it's just like they're it's hilarious and then i think about it with pot in the same sense is if i can what happens when you put the word head behind it does it hurt does it sound evil when you say pot head you know can you know cannabis head you're like what the fuck's that mean but when you say marijuana head or you know any of the other names that you had on the thing it's like are you jabbing at me you know and cannabis head just makes you sound like you're just like what what 
it doesn't, for whatever reason, it's, it doesn't compute in the same way. So it's like, you can't use it as a tool of, or a weapon anymore. I mean, uh, well, you probably would be excited to learn uh, that the state of Washington, you know, as we talked about a little bit ago, uh, most states call it marijuana. Uh, Illinois became the first state in 2018 when they went adult use to officially in their long, long bill that was written to officially use the word cannabis as part of their legislative terminology all throughout their administrative code that runs, you know, Illinois cannabis control program or whatever they call it. I think it's the Illinois compiled laws is what exactly Illinois is. But the state of Washington one of the earliest adopters of uh, medical cannabis, along with Colorado. Everyone talks about Colorado in 2012, passing Colorado Amendment 64 and becoming the first state to have adult use. You know, 2014, cha-ching at the registers, uh, adult use shops started popping up like mad in the state of Colorado. Uh, Washington Initiative 512 people, same time frame, same legal sales in 2014 of adult use cannabis. And so they've been around a long time in the cannabis game, uh, legally, both med medicinally as well as adult use. And now officially, just this past week, uh, Washington has announced uh, that they will begin changing the word marijuana uh, to cannabis. So I think we have one state here. We already had Illinois do it. Do you think other states, do you feel like this is something that will continue? Other states will see this trend. They'll do the, you know, the and they're part of the reason, if you go through this article that was from Ganjapreneur, if you go through the article, a lot of it is uh, the history. A lot of it is the history. A lot of it is uh, marijuana's kind of negative connotations, you know, especially with Latin Americans and that. Uh, so obviously you're excited by it. I saw you give some claps and stuff on screen. Uh, is this, you think, going to be more of the trend? Do you see other states doing this? Absolutely. I, um, yeah, especially in most northern states, I truly believe that above the Bible belt will definitely make this change. And then below the Bible belt, this is actually going to be the thing that allows the most mass adoption and, and the widespread like acceptability of it. I truly believe the 90 year old lady who's trying this for the first time is going to feel a thousand times more comfortable talking about this at the YMCA. Yeah. The Bible belt, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Kentucky, most of what you would say is the Bible belt. Most of these Eastern Southern states. I think those are the most conservative. They're definitely the last region to really adopt as a whole legal cannabis. You know, we went through Oklahoma a lot last week. We had an Oklahomian coming up, by the way. I think that's officially we figured out what to call them. Oklahomian coming up, someone who's worked in the <laughs> cannabis program, moved to Oklahoma to be part of it coming up on a future show of Because Cannabis here on Wayward Media. Uh, so that's exciting. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that button. I'm making a noise. I don't know why. We got to find one of those little animations that pops up when we say this. Hit the, yeah, right? Ding. Hit that subscribe button. Get that visceral feel of doing something good. Help the show out so we can continue to bring you great content on Wayward Media. But we got an Oklahomian coming up here in a few weeks. Kind of probably set us straight, correct everything that we talked about. Uh, but Kentucky, Kentucky's House uh, just put through legislative wording uh, to create a bill to hopefully legalize medicinal marijuana in Kentucky. So most of those states, right, Kentucky, uh, Virginia, West Virginia is legal, West Virginia, Florida, Georgia, some medicinal, some nothing, right? Texas, nothing, uh, medicinal only. A lot of them CBD states, Kentucky was trying to position itself as a CBD specialist. They got great soil there, right? A lot of Atlantic seawater coming in there, a lot of warm, humid weather, which is ideal. Cannabis is a wet, moist plant. It loves to really absorb water. So I think the Bible Belt uh, is adopting it. And I think, as we talked about, moving that 
uh, vernacular to cannabis. Using these kind of terms, uh, continuing that push for medicinal and understanding the plant, more legalization, more research helps. I think it really helps get it out there. Uh, you know, in this research is what's brought you know all these other cannabinoids to the marketplace as well that you just talked about. Uh, nothing to say there, huh? You're like, nope, that's nothing. You blew my mind, bro. You blew my mind. So much great information there. I just can't <laughs> even think and comprehend. I feel you, Dustin. I feel you. That's how I roll. Well, I think. I mean, I think it's interesting. You did bring up the other cannabinoids, you know, so what does that actually, so what are you talking about? You talking about like what Delta eight, are you talking about CBG, CBN, you know, what are the ones that are coming to your mind when you, when you're hearing that? Well, uh, what a great segue, Dustin, you must be a professional podcaster. Uh, so speaking of in the news, you know, we talked about Virginia is a legal state mm. right now. Mm -hmm. And so Virginia, much like every other state we deal with it right now, is trying to figure out what to do with the variety of legal, sort of, really gray area, legal for sale cannabinoids, right? So what happened in 2014, in 2014, the Agricultural Act of 2014 uh, changed really the place of cannabis as we know it, right? Cannabis became illegal, put on Schedule 1 during the Controlled Substance Act of 1970. We know that. It became illegal. Uh, we went through, you know, compassionate use um, in California in 1996, created medicinal sales, and then we had Colorado with adult use sales. We saw the Cole Memorandum come out as a response. We know states have the right to govern themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So we're in this world where all these states are legalizing what we commonly would call Delta 9, right? And that's what THC as we know it is. But what happened in the 2014 uh, Agricultural Act, the Agriculture Act of 14, or what people commonly call the 2014 Farm Bill, they legalized research, research of what we now today would say is CBD industrial hemp, but they put this classification of THC, 0.3%, right? That magical number that we all abide by now in this industry. 0.3% less THC makes it something else, right? In their case, CBD uh, industrial hemp. So 2014 happened. Scientific research happened. You began in 16 and 17 to see sprinklings of CBD, right? Maybe in a head shop, maybe in a kind of CBD gas station kind of vibe happened. And then in 2018, we saw the 2018 Farm Bill or the Agricultural Improvement Act of 2018. And what that did, See, that legalized uh, the distribution, sale, and growth of 0.3% less THC. And then the Wild West happened. Do you remember 2018 when that happened? Like you were in inhalables uh, at the time. We saw this 2018 Farm Bill happen, which allowed for kind of the legal sale. And obviously the cannabis industry was more the wise. And at the time, CBD was available very rarely. And obviously now I can't think of a singular place that I can go that doesn't sell. Literally, I can't. The car wash sells CBD air fresheners. I swear to God, everywhere I go sells CBD something. The pet store, Target, the gas station, the grocery store, everywhere. The shoe store, they're all down with the CBD or the hemp of some form. In 2018, when it passed, were you an early adopter? Was inhalable someone who was looking forward to trying to sell it? Or was it not something you were ready for four years ago? Uh, well, actually, first off, I want to say shout out to my old business partner who bought the, you know, my my majority shares of the company off me and is currently holding down the fort of inhalables. Um, you know, definitely check out the store. It's still rocking, still say it has the, you know, all the same 
the same fundamentals and morals behind it. He's something I, you know, somebody I could trust to, 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 to move the ship forward to everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about 2018. We're, we're not the type to just, we weren't the type, you know, and I have to speak from past tense because past again, I do not, it on. Yeah, sure. you know, it's hard. This is, you know, it's, it is this baby watching it get sent off into the world. It's like, I can't be your, 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 your shield anymore. But at the end of the day, yes, in 2018, I remember what it was like. We were very adamant about not carrying it right away without a little bit further explanation. And I will say, you know, I remember a particular incident that happened where the um, definitions were finally, you know, in the, for the most part, defined within the state of Ohio over the hemp bill. Can we sell it in the stores? What the heck? So we then had an officer, a police officer, walk into the store and tell me that, you know, ask me, am I selling any CBD products in the store? And at the time I was like, no, I'm still doing my research, waiting to see what the fuck you guys do, you know, and how you act yeah, over this. And, uh, and, and, you know, and this guy essentially, this officer pulls out this piece of paper and makes me sign a, a, a document that states I will not sell CBD in the in Medina County at all, at all, under any pretense wow. in any product of any kind. Okay, and he he basically was almost demanding that I sign this right now, almost like as a show of fucking force with all this. Not, hey, I need you to go send this to your lawyer and have him look over this and then fucking sign it. It was more like I'm strong arming you right now, and if you don't sign this, that's saying that you don't have this. And then I'm going to send the boys to come in and kind of search your store to make sure you don't have it. You know, it was fucking weird. In any case, to further on what this meant was two days later, the state comes in and clarifies to the utmost degree that, yes, indeed, I am allowed to sell this. OK, what ends up happening is I just signed a piece of paper from the city of Brunswick and the city of Medina in general that says I will not participate in this industry. And so the ones who signed the paper did not get the first leg up for the first couple of weeks. We legally were not allowed to sell it. And so all the other competitors who either didn't have the police officer come in in time or whatever the case immediately started selling it. That's when you had the movie theaters and that's when you had all the rental places and that's when you had the CBSs. Every single one of those larger corporations, which didn't make it down the chain of command to get some asshole or employee to sign it, fucking was allowed to sell it. And so we had to literally go back to Medina, get them to sign a paper that says that earlier paper was null and void, even though on the phone and all the communication is saying, yeah, man, you're good. The state clarified this. You don't have to worry about it. It was like, no, I need you to clarify the old piece of paper that you fucking sent and made me sign. And so, no, I, I, I do remember. And I specifically remember good hearted stores legally selling CBD, having, you know, and, and coming in having their shops raided, getting charged with a felony and getting probation. And all of that was happened two weeks before the state 100% clarified the law and they still had probation. They still had probation, even though the state clarified it after the fact. And so, you know, no, I know what it was like as a store to be scared. And it seemed like only the corporations weren't. And any of these mom and pop small businesses did get, you know, were strong armed into it to being scared for the, the first initial boost of it. They probably lost, you know, 15% of the initial market share. That is crazy. 
it's crazy. Well, once again, I think that explains the uncertainty of it. Because even at that time where we're at in Ohio, they didn't have any regulation. So even though, you know, the 2018 Farm Bill made it legal, made it legal for people, right? And it put it under the U.S. Department of Agriculture, made it people legal, you know, states to allow growth, distribution, and sale of less than 0.3% THC. Um, each state still had to kind of pass its own regulations on their programs. Ohio did ours. Uh, Senate Bill 57 in 2019, it allowed for the legal sale distribution of 0.3% less THC, what we would say CBD and hemp. But what happens, Dustin, like we know this, I think everyone knows uh, there's brilliant minds in our industry, right? There's brilliant people, brilliant scientists, brilliant uh, plant um, professionals that know exactly how to manipulate this thing. So what happened over the time, and once again, CBD rose, we understand CBD, we use it for a lot more inflammatory reasons. It's basically supposed to be 0.3% late THC. You can consume it in any way like you would consume standard uh, Delta 9, you know, smoke it like flour, which is very rare. CBD is predominantly topicals, tinctures, sublinguals, things like that is where cannabis is predominantly flour and flour is a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny part of the CBD industry. Uh, we saw it pop up. You saw a lot of rise of using it. You saw a lot of snake oilness, right? FDA had to pass some laws because everyone said, hey, CBD will cure everything in your body, which is, you know, time out, big no-no, can't do that. Obviously, industrial hemp is going to see a big push. I think that's the big coming in the future, right? The use of it, the fiberistic part of the plant for materials uh, and other things like that, not just hemp bracelets and shirts, people. We're talking houses <laughs> and cars and all these other crazy things. But what happened was everyone started tweaking it a little bit and everyone started finding the loopholes or the fine print of these definitions, just like what happened with um, the state of Washington having to redefine it. Most states defined cannabis or marijuana, as they call it, is anything above 0.3% Delta 9 um, tetrahydrocannabinol, right? THC. That's what they're looking for. So what they did is take the 0.3% less THC Delta 9 and start to manipulate it scientifically, tweak, 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 play with it, right? And then we see all these other cannabinoids, you know, CBG. I had a CBG smoothie recently. What exactly it was, but it was a tasty smoothie. So CBG and then, you know, obviously a CBD. But then, and those didn't really kick I guess take off because they don't have the psychoactive effect of some of these other cannabinoids. And that's where Delta 8 comes in. And that's where Delta 10 comes in. And that's where THC zero kind of, we'll talk about that in a minute. So that's where all these came in. And that came about really prevalently. It's a lot of hard words for me to say in the last about year and a half, two years, right? You saw the CBD and then you saw people push the boundaries and you saw lawmakers say, I don't really know what to do, but you didn't have the media scared that Spice and other things did. People weren't eating each other's faces on the side of the road and uh, linking it with synthetic cannabinoids like they were, you know, those types of things. And so it was just like THC light. But Delta 8, more commonly, and Delta 10 is coming down the road, and maybe THC 0 or THC O, I don't know what it's called exactly, are coming out. And so now, now a shop like you used to own in inhalables could or you don't even have to because the reality is the gas station does sell things called Delta 8, Delta 10. So uh, what do you think about the rise? And we'll tell you exactly you know, maybe what it is. But when you see that and you see the rise and really what we're taking advantage of or what people are, what wholesale uh, plant growers are taking advantage of is legal loopholes. They're finding the fine print. It's not Delta 9. It's less than 0.3% THC Delta 9. 
but consuming it can result in psychoactive effects if you've ever had it. And I know there's some, there's a big article, I'm not going to pull it up on here, uh, Google it, Delta 8 versus Delta 10. Delta 8 tends to be a more upper psychoactive on a whole, right? It's a weird thing. Cannabis can re obviously you know, react differently with everyone. Delta 10 tends to be a more calming, let's say more indica heavy, while Delta 8 tends to be more sativa. You know, that's how they sell it, but who knows? Uh, these cannabinoids, and let's, THC0 will save or THCO because that's more of a synthetic, right? But these other natural cannabinoids that are being exploited, it's a tough word to say, some might not like that, but exploited under legal loopholes and for sale, and I am a consumer of them, do you like this? Do you wish we were purists and only sold THC? Uh, obviously, and then we'll talk about in a second how states are now regulating it. So Delta 8, the rise of Delta 8, Delta 10, what's your gut say? How does that make you feel in overall? I mean, coming up in the, again, in the smoke shop industry, it terrified me at first. It did have all the reminiscence of the spice era where you just tweak one molecule. Obviously that molecule tweak is not defined um, in legislation. And then you're able to do what you want. The issue that I saw with the spice was back in the day, the old synthetic cannabinoid spices was like JWH zero 18 or some shit, right? Uh, a, a research chemical. The, and what they found was, you know, you have these two separate receptors in the brain that the cannabinoids, you know, affect. Endocannabinoid system, everybody. Go. Google and it, so, ECS. Well, and in that, and in the endocannabinoid, fuck, I can't even. Hard for everyone to say. I'm not even going to bother right now. Um, in that, in, in, in the body, you know, when you normally smoke, it would equally affect both of these receptors. And so what would happen is if you got, too much of those receptors done, your body would instantly just put your ass to sleep. It's one of those defensive mechanisms of like, it will, it, you know, you would have to smoke the whole telephone pole worth without falling asleep in order to, to overload those receptors. But what they started finding was that things were like, you know, JWH018, the synthetic cannabinoid from way back in the day, um, was that it only affected one of the receptors. Okay. And what it could do is when you had too much, it could overload that one receptor because for the first time, it's not putting you to sleep because they're equalized. Okay. And so people were dying. They were dying from this. And not only that, but then the withdrawal effect, once you would stop this, because it only affected one receptor, it had a, a different addictive level in the brain than what normal cannabinoids do. And so um, there was a massive amount of issues with it. And I, it, it terrified me hearing the Delta 9 or the Delta 8, the Delta 10s, you know, get thrown out in the mix because I was like, holy shit, is this another is this another variation where we don't quite have the research on what it's doing in the brain? Is it being metabolized in the exact same way? Um, and, and that scared me a little bit, but I also am coming and I'm going to try not to draw on here, but I'm coming from the background of a store who literally donated tens and tens of thousands of dollars of CBD to patients across the state. And what we started finding was that the monthly dosages for some of these really in need patients with CBD, <coughs> excuse me was it could cost anywhere from 150 to 250 dollars a month to get the benefits without the psychoactive effects or to get the benefits that they needed without having too much of the psychoactive effects and so what we started finding after 
Yeah, after experimenting and, and, you know, after doing the due diligence with the local Delta 8 companies, knowing the hemp growers, seeing how they process, seeing the facility, testing the soil, doing all the things that inhalables like to do, um, we started realizing that from a patient's perspective, it was extremely cost effective to our CBD clients. And, 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 and to some degree, they were able to spend $40 a month and get almost the same level of relief that that they were doing with the $150 in CBD. And so at first I was terrified. And then I started seeing this true place for it within the industry with people who are not trying to use it to necessarily get stoned, but are using it for relief. And it just, you know, it's money. It is. And here's where, uh, you know, we get to now with Virginia trying to regulate right now. It's pretty much available anywhere. You know, I don't know how that makes me feel sometimes. Like Delta 8, Delta 10, it's available anywhere. It's available in most smoke shops that you can go to. Most of those are 18 and over, can legally purchase. Uh, so while medicinal and adult use THC or Delta 9 and all these programs, right, in the 18 states with adult use and the 36 states with medicinal along with D.C. and these other uh, territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, Marina Islands, uh, et cetera, uh, they all have it. It's a very, very, very with a capital V and a capital E and a capital R and a capital Y, very regulated industry. So much that has to go into it. And it's a lot of money making for the states. I understand that. Uh, and I understand that testing is not a perfect system, but it's got some areas to go. But it's very regulated. And when you buy medicinally grown cannabis in a regulated state or adult use cannabis in a regulated state, you have a fair assumption, a fair assumption that it's a pretty decent product. When you buy Delta 8, when you buy Delta 10, you know, like we've talked before, I purchase or you may from reputable sources, people we know, I know where it's grown, I know who processes it, I know the people that run the company, and I trust uh, maybe their integrity. But when you go to your local vape store, or your local head shop, I would severely recommend grabbing that package first things first and looking to see if there's a QR code, a QRC somewhere on there, scan it right there at the store, ask the person behind the counter, I'm sure they'll let you. Look to see if it is tested. If it has no information on it, nothing on there, that makes me a little nervous. So I'm not opposed with what's on screen here on our YouTube shows we run Friday here on Wayward Media. I'm not opposed to having regulations in Delta 8 because much like anything I consume, right? Anything I eat, I eat a Snickers bar even. It's unhealthy for me, but I know that somewhere down the line it has been quality checked and has a requirement for how much of you know pesticides and other, not that, but bad things that could be in there. I'm not opposed to it. Now, some people are freaking out here in Virginia. If you go through this article on gondrepreneur.com about, you know, getting regulated, are they going to go to jail? And they're really talking about setting a deadline. I think it's July 1st to where they have to kind of license themselves, right, to have these kind of same restrictions. Do you think that's a good thing? Do you see two parts? Do you think it's a good thing that we begin to regulate these other cannabinoids that don't fall into most states' legal definition of medical marijuana or cannabis. You like that states are doing this. Uh, and do you think the industry needs more regulation on these other cannabinoids? Or are you more in the line with what a lot of, I think, cannabis people think is, you know, screw your regulations. They get really much frustrated sometimes, pretty mad with all the different rules and regulations because uh, it's a lot. You like them, you think Delta 8 should be, uh, and what's the future?
Oh, Dustin, you're going to really uh, get mad about this right now. You were on mute. I got to call oh. you out, people. That's okay. something. If you go back and watch where we had you listen to the auto right now, 40 feet, 4431 into our video, <laughs> uh, watch Dustin Kava, Dang. right? Wayward Media's own Dustin Kava mute fail. Microphone fail. Everyone. We're not going to edit that out. We do a live show. Live show. If you catch us on Fridays, these are live shows, people. Anything goes. We just sit together. We plan to show out. We love to talk. <laughs> if you're listening to us on audio, we appreciate it. iTunes, Google Play, Because Cannabis. Be sure to follow us. Uh, those shows are a week and a half, sometimes two weeks later. You want to catch the new hotness? You want to see possible mistakes happen? Catch us live on YouTube, Wayward Media. Uh, <laughs> say those brilliant points again, Dustin, so we can all hear it, because we didn't. It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to answer it with another question. And that is, was it a chicken and egg situation? Which came first? Was it regulation that caused the Delta eight and, and, and Delta tens to be come about? Or was it, uh, you know, and if, if it was an Oklahoma situation where just the, the availability and the massive, you know, the, the, the smaller barrier to entry and the ease of getting a card and all these other things in place, how much Delta eight are they selling? You know, and so I guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna feel like you're gonna have to regulate something, I get scared because what happens when THC six comes out and what happens when THC, you know, a nine comes, you know, or like 18, nine, whatever the fuck they want to call it in the future, you know, after they keep changing these minor tweaks to get by every new regulation, you're eventually just going to have something blanket it. You're going to say anything derived from this plant is needs to be licensed. And you oh, know, well, that's probably, you're probably right. That's probably is how we go because it is just, brilliant people right just finding legal loopholes that's all a lot of this is i mean i think on a simplistic level there's more to it but it is so you're probably correct it probably becomes at some point and there will be a state to do it probably one of these early adopters uh, maybe washington to say hey let's just make it anything under the cannabis plant should be regulated because i think it's okay to, i mean construction materials have regulations within right. them so i think a regulating hemp it's just the growth of it right and they're obviously it's a plant that is consumed, right? It's a consumption. You're putting it in your body, whether it's an inhaling it, whether it's, uh, you know, nebulizing it, whether it's eating a cookie, whatever you're doing, you're putting food in a product from a ground into your body. I clean my potatoes thoroughly before I put them in my mouth or put them in the pan. So yes, I would want something grown from the ground to be ingested into my body. I'm okay. I'm okay with the regulations. Sometimes they get a little strict. I get the money as part of it, but I think it's okay. And I think that probably is the way we trend. Uh, which brings us to, you know, you funny, you mentioned all these other like uh, THC or cannabinoids will come out with and all the silly numbers from them. Uh, let's finish on this article before we get to what do we learn this week? So it brings, and we talked earlier, first off, uh, is it O or is it zero? That's the question. We're pretty sure it's O, uh, but I've heard it called both ways. So THC O is the hot uh, new thing on the block today, the newest kind of um, THC-like product to gain national attention, right? It gets in the media. People hear Delta 8. They're like, oh, Delta 10. They really don't know what that means. Uh, but then they hear THCO, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. It's got the THC in it. See, Delta 8 marketing, no THC in there. Del THCO uh, does. And so uh, I don't know if you know what THCO is, Dustin. Let me um put this up here uh, on here. So if this right there. So THCO is actually derived from Delta 8. They take Delta 8 from there, right? And maybe we'll have to get someone who is creating this. I know a couple of people that work in the CBD wholesale that are creating THCO now. They take it and through a scientific process using 
some certain chemicals, they then extract part of the Delta-8 to make basically a synthetic cannabinoid from a natural cannabinoid, right? So it's not quite like spice, which is purely synthetic. I'm going to scroll away from here because of the things going on screen there. Uh, it takes a Delta-8 cannabinoid, it takes part of that plant, extracts it kind of like they do in standard extraction, but uses a specific process uh, using, as it says on screen here, specialized equipment, highly volatile and flammable chemicals, right? <laughs> uh, take it from there, uh, an acetic analyte uh, added to the Delta-8, and that makes this THCO. And here is the deal, THCO. And if we're on this article, this is from Forbes.com, by the way, talking on here. Uh, THCO, take a look at this on screen right here. And if you're listening to audio, THCO is being reported to up, up the psychoactive effect, almost to a psychedelic level above Delta 9. See, this is where I think THCO is in trouble. Right now, it's already being reported is where Delta 8 is THC light. THCO is like THC extreme. Right, it's that kind of rock and roll vibe. So that makes me nervous. Uh, have well, let me put a reel out there. I have not explored. I've had Delta Eight. I've never had Delta Ten. I don't even know where that's for sale. But I've had Delta Eight numerous times. Never had THCO. Have you gone down the route yet? I uh, I remember. No, I haven't personally tried it. But I did remember getting the calls from all the companies that were selling it, being like, "This is the new thing coming out. You should really hop on it now." And I remember the marketing that they would tell me would be like crazy things like the absorption level is 10 times what Delta 8 is, you know, and you're like, okay, so, you know, like, what is, is does that thing? mean that a THCO is more powerful than my normal concentrate that I'm getting yes. at the dispensary? And then it's like, and then you're saying, what, I can get this at the gas station and yes. who knows what the fuck made it? And so that's what made me, you know, start staying away. And I remember suggesting it to a couple of the local hemp companies and even them being like, whoa, 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 bro. I know you think, you know what we do and we say we're Delta 8 and all this, but we're not those types of guys. And it was like, oh, oh there's a difference. Over. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, there's a difference with you right now. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I honestly like it's, it's truly scary. And we talked a lot about this idea that originally it was a safe medicine because certain things happen in the brain to prevent certain things. What happens when we are taking a dab of THCO that is a half a gram out of our rig and it's 10 times more of the absorption level of what that half a gram would have been from the normal dispensary. And what does that do to our brain? And, 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 and what's, what is it? What's the deal? So I'm terrified that we are going to push this boundary to the point where there is truly going to be a death caused from overdose on this. We just, we have never, we never gotten that far with the, you know, with the research behind any of this. That's a valid point, right? And I don't want to end it on a bit of a somber note here, but that's a valid point <laughs> because it's true though, right? It's true because we have, you know, there's this big statistic when it comes to cannabis versus alcohol, right? It's pretty much natural, safe. There has not been an OD death. There's been people who have died under the consumption of cannabis because of poor decisions, driving, um, walking uh, off cliffs. Like, But people also die walking off cliffs taking selfies. So those <laughs> things happen, right? People die driving, taking pictures or texting messages. So um, that is uh, more of a decision-making thing, obviously not to make light of anyone's situation, but it's not so much – uh, it's a cause of it, right? Consuming the product did lead to probably impaired judgment, and they probably shouldn't have been behind the wheel. We can't deny that. But the overdose level, right? Walking into a grocery store, chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels, you should probably die. 
probably not going to survive that. Walking into the <laughs> legal adult use store, smoking a Cheech and Chong baseball-sized blunt, you're probably going to sleep for about 19 hours, not remember much, but you're probably going to wake up. I think probably, I say probably, but I'm going to say for sure, because once again, it hasn't happened. But do you remember, uh, speaking of, this is a terrible uh, callback, when you were talking about how you like to put the word anal in front of everything. Do you remember the craze uh, 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 or urban legend, as it were? Uh, and maybe I, you know, my experience it in college, but I think it was a kind of an urban legend that it went everywhere. That if you took alcohol, specifically liquor, right, and you kind of applied it straight to the backside, poured it into the rectum, you would get instant absorption and instantaneously drunk via a shot. Well, what happened? People died. People literally died pouring liquor in their rectum area, right? So died because we pushed absorption rates to the point where the body couldn't handle it, which is, you know, a rough analogy, but it's a true, like it's real. We're not going to hide from that. So they put that out there now with THC zero or O and all these other things that are finding these legal loopholes. It does make me scary because we have un, a lack of education on what it does. We probably will, and this is not a thing I would like to predict, someone will absorb too much, and hopefully it's not something terrible, where it probably is, because we're going to crank it up. We're getting THC delta 9 to 44 45% flower rates, right? We're already in concentrates, which are 80 90%, um, and it's a whole different experience if you've never done what Dustin was just referring to, a dab rig and such. So we're going to push the plant to the point where the body and the brain probably can't handle it. I don't like to think that. But there will be someone, and I think it's fair to admit, and I think you kind of alluded to that. I think there will be someone that does that, which makes me sad. Uh, it makes me just want a little bit of good old grass, Dustin. Going back to our game, <laughs> just want a little good, good old grass. We'll see what flower. happens uh, with THCO, Delta 8, Delta 9. Uh, we'll have to get some cultivators on here to really talk about it. Uh, like I said, I have a couple what I would refer to as respected CBD cultivators locally who are delving into THCO. So I'm curious. We'll have to see if we can get one of them on and really have them talk about it. Just like everything that is in life, there's always another side to the story. There's always more to it. But if it's not THCO, right, it's OX, O extreme, there's going to be something. So be careful out there, cultivators. We can be okay with what we got. You can find new cultivars, new strains, new terrapines, new effects, new grow techniques, faster and cheaper ways to do it. You can find all those. Maybe. Maybe we don't need to push the psychoactive effect boundaries, right? We got lots of other drugs. You need a psychedelic trip. There's ayahuasca. There's other things. Not that I would advocate, but there's a lot of other more psychedelics that you can delve into. I don't know if cannabis needs to go all the way. I don't know. I don't That's how I feel. I don't know if I, I feel like a bit of a stick in the mud in our industry. Sometimes they get mad at you. And by they, I mean just the cannabis consuming populace. If you try to keep cannabis down, or if I say, you know, it's another show, but I you know, don't know if I... 18 or 21 is the ideal age. Like maybe it's 40 and above should only allow cannabis. Like there's lots of things, but that uh, keeping it down uh, seems to get frustrating. So uh, for some people, but I don't know. I don't know if it's the right way to go. I don't know either, but we are going to watch it. We're going to see. I definitely think the next 10 years is going to be a, it's going to be the point when we see that. I don't think it's going to be 20, 25. I believe that within the next 10 We'll get to that point. We're moving in that 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 rate of speed right now. All right, we got to wrap up our show. I got to go to the vape store and buy some Delta Eight here. Uh, get some gummies <laughs> going. Yeah, true and not true. So uh, let's do this, Dustin. As we end all of our shows, when it's just the two of us, so it's just the two of us. We don't have a guest. We'll plug last week's guest, uh, Gibby Dowdy, Licit Glass, LicitGlass.com. Be sure to check them out. Uh, tons of great products available if you are into consuming your cannabis 
or your Delta 8 flower, or your Delta 10. Hell, you put a little THCO in there, whatever you think. No one's asking. There's a lot of great products available on Licit Glass, L-I-C-I-T-G-L-A-S-S.com. Be sure to check them out. Tell Gibby because cannabis sent you. Dustin and I, hello, Gibby. Uh, don't forget, everyone, you listen to the show, subscribe, hit that button right below. If you're on YouTube right now, our Friday shows, hit that button. Listen to us on audio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, et cetera. Be sure to follow us. Uh, spread the word. Follow us socially at MeetWM. So as we meet, M-E-E-T-W-M, uh, as we close every show, when it's just the two of us, Dustin, uh, we're busy people. we got a lot of things going on in our lives. Uh, I like to learn. I like to learn from you. I like to sit back and listen. Um, we all try to learn things new every week. I don't know if you know, you know this, some of them know this. Uh, we talked a little bit in our sports and show sports and stoner episode recently. I'm a big fan of disc golf. If you're watching the video right now on wayward uh, media, YouTube channel, you can see these Frisbees behind me. Uh, I'm hosting my first tournament actually uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, which unfortunately it's going to rain a little bit, which is a bit of a bummer. So I'm running my own tournament. Uh, I like to play. I've played in numerous tournaments, Dustin Kava, uh, running your tournament. <laughs> There's not enough THC on the planet. Oh, eight, 10. You don't care to really calm my nerves. Uh, this last few days, uh, I got to go to bed at like seven o'clock tonight. Cause I got to roll in there tomorrow at about 6am to get ready, uh, rain or shine. So it's freaking hard work. So maybe, you know, when all these people sometimes who want to get into cannabis cultivation, this is my lesson learned. Maybe it's not always that good. Maybe it's just fun to consume it. I know you consume it and you think it's cool. I love playing disc golf, but running it, woof, woof, that's not easy, man. So just because you love something, you got to work with something, right? Just keep that in mind. It's okay to just be a fan, right? It's okay to just uh, like it and support it without actually organizing it because that becomes freaking hard. That's all I'm saying. But thank you to everyone that signed up. We're having the fun of that. All right, Dustin, what'd you learn this past week? Uh, actually the thing I want to say today is all about, I really always believe that a lot of the watchers and, and just customers in general today are really educated, probably more so educated than me and you have the, 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 the chats that we have. So, you know, I think, um, it's just this idea of, you know, don't be afraid to do your own research when you were at your store and you're buying this, you know, like take that guy's what he's saying to you, you know, with a grain of salt, scan the QR code, like BC said, look up the lab result company, see where those lab results in the URL they're being posted. Oh, that's you know, legit. By the way, there are fake URLs, fake oh. testing reports that come up. I saw one that looked like it was written, like literally handwritten. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. You can't handwrite this stuff. Like, so yeah, that's a real so, thing. Don't just scan it. Like see where the URL goes. If it doesn't have that little lock up there, or if it looks like it's made, in WordPress or, uh, you know, Alta Vista from 1999, like, <laughs> probably not legit, right? Probably not on the up and up. And I actually think that you'd be surprised at how little customers actually call the company and see if they can take a tour if they're local. And you would be surprised at what local hemp growers would actually be willing to show you about their facilities and kind of help to educate you on a lot of things. So yes, do your own research. Don't be afraid to educate yourself and please do not consume anything without researching it first. Love it. Get your research done people. That's true. And I, that's why once again, I'm not terribly opposed to some of these regulations. Uh, don't be too strict though, right? It's that balance. It's the fine line. People <laughs> hear regulations and they panic and they freak. They're like, ah, right? Like that thing. Maybe it's okay. But state lawmakers, like calm down, right? As you said, let's just make it all encompassing. Make it about the plan. Just if we're going to keep 
they're gonna look you've never seen a person who consumes cannabis who ran out of something to consume it with they can literally pick a fruit off the ground or find a tree branch <laughs> uh they're gonna find a way to do this right we know that stoner science is legit there's a lot of brilliant people in this industry lawmakers so my final word today as we end our because cannabis episode six names and numbers Make it about the plant. I think that's the best thing you've ever said, Dustin. Not that you don't have a ton of brilliant nuggets come out of that uh, beanie-covered head of yours every week, but that's a great one. Just make it about the plant because every time you put 0.3% or 0.2% or Delta 9 or call it a number or THCO, every little line item that you add, you're just going to find a way to read between it. So make it about the plant. Let's go all in. Let's regulate it with uh, responsibleness and just be done with it. That's all I'm saying. Let's spit it up. All right, Dustin. Uh, Wayward Media, thank you, everyone, for joining us on our live show every Friday. Every Friday. Check us out on YouTube, uh, Wayward Media's channel. That's where the live shows come at. If you miss it, don't worry. You can always head to YouTube and check out. we got several great playlists coming. More content coming from Wayward Media at wayward.media on the interwebs. We got that little lock in the thing. You know you can trust us. Uh, As well as socially, meet W-M-M-E-E-T-W-M. Uh, a couple of sponsors, we or a couple of people we plugged today. Inhalables.com, right? One of the uh, finest smoke shops east of the Mississippi. N H A L A B E S.com. I think I got that right. Did I nail nope. it? No. Nope. Oh, shit. Spell it for me, Dustin. N H A L A B L E S. L E S. Inhalables. It's the one. You, Inhalables.com. Brunswick, Ohio. Dustin Cobb, former owner, right? Sold it on. The dream still lives, though. The shop still lives. Same integrity. Uh, you know, the people that are running today, great people. Check out inhalables.com or if you're locally, Brunswick, Ohio, inhalables. And then obviously, Licit Glass, uh, L I C I T D L A S S.com. Uh, <laughs> so check them out. Uh, more shows coming in the future, more guests. We're really excited. Just getting going here, everyone, on Because Cannabis. Thank you for checking out the show. We will see you uh, next Friday, everybody. Later. Uh-huh.